0: Hello, and welcome to Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We are going to hear stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. hello and welcome to another episode of social workers rise it is your host Catherine. here i am here with the beautiful and talented and visionary miss eva ford welcome to the podcast eva thank you Catherine. so good to be here again yay yes we had an episode with you it was a long time ago like too long it was a long time
1: ago that's how we like initially connected and then you came on the rich social worker youtube channel. It's still it's still a great conversation. So I want to encourage people to go check that out.
0: Yeah, and that is how I originally started talking because I found you as the rich social worker. What is this? I must know more and I must <laughs> talk to this woman. So here we are what two years three years later still
1: plus years later
0: because we've
1: had uh We've had a little bit of a journey since then. We had a mastermind that we put together and I know the mastermind concluded two years ago. I think it was two years ago, which is crazy yes. to think about. So maybe that was closer to like two and a half, three years ago.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And you I have know. only, well, both of us, we have only grown from there Um Tell us what you have planned for this month, this massive okay. event. Yeah, so <laughs> I think you're
1: talking about the Social Work Wealth Conference. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. It's happening pretty soon, actually. And I have to say, it's not something that I necessarily saw coming, but I've been on my own personal I mean, since my financial journey, uh, I've also been on a spiritual journey just of alignment and, you know, was introduced like many people to like the law of attraction years ago. And that, uh, kind of way of, of thinking or engaging with universal laws and our beliefs and, uh, just, just how we, how we show up, our ways of being has been really pivotal in how I have shown up in my business and the impulses that I follow. So the conference, I would say, came about because of following that path. I feel like it's something that I was given, but also in talking to other social workers, I understand that I'm not the only one that had this idea, right? This is kind of a collective consciousness coming together maybe being birthed through me but like you said i am i am just kind of the 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 visionary the one that's bringing it together but it's because of the collective so that's that's where it's coming from
0: i love this you're like the mother of social worker generational wealth (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know about all that but uh Maybe. uh, I did talk to somebody the
1: other day and it was interesting because I I met them online and they were new to me, but they kind of acted like they knew me. And I said, oh, wait, do you know me? She's like, yeah, of course. She's like, I feel like you you're the OG of, you know, talking about money and social workers having money. And I was like, oh,
0: that's so nice. Yeah, I guess
1: I am a bit of an OG at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, three years on social media, that's like an eternity. But before we hop into, because I really want to dig into where social work as an industry has been, like our mindset around money, and then where you foresee this going and the benefits. But I first want to ask you, who are you and what do you do in case people are not familiar with you yet? That's a good question.
1: And and here's here's the answer. Well, I'll I'll tell you what I say, depending on who I'm talking to. Um, it kind of changes a little because over the last two years, I've been involved in a climate project, something I never thought I would have been involved in. But um, there's a book called The Carbon Almanac that was spearheaded by an author that I really love and admire and follow called Seth Godin. And so I was able to be a part of that project and initiative. And so this world of uh, climate consciousness and environmentalism has opened up to me in a way that I never expected it to, and so I, I talk to a lot of environmentalists a lot of times. So they ask me the same question, and um, and also I, because I'm an entrepreneur and online entrepreneurship, I talk to a lot of business professionals who, again, have no concept of social work or social workers outside of kind of the misconceptions that a lot of us have when we first here you know about a social worker just you know working in social services dealing with children or the elderly or something like that so um when you say who am i
0: <laughs> so they... we are we are friends so we are your yes. colleague and friend what would you tell us
1: yes i and and still i would say cuz i've been working on this i would say i'm a catalyst i'm a i'm a catalyst um for social workers when it comes to um just wealth consciousness, yes, but also expanding your ideas and possibilities about who you are and what you can do, not just with your degree, but just as this beautiful entity that I think the thing that I love about social workers is we we come into the room wanting to serve, wanting to be better, wanting to help others, right? So there's a lot of that... Um, A lot of the ego and trash that you may have to sift through with other individuals that we don't have to spend so much time with on social workers, we can kind of just get to the worth of it all. Um, So yeah, I I see myself as a catalyst. I started Rich Social Worker, um, and most people find me on YouTube. And on that channel, I talk to social workers about having a wealth mindset, about a money consciousness. I talk to them about uh, online business and leveraging their skills. Um, as entrepreneurs, as coaches and consultants. So a lot of people get to know me through that. Um, I'm on most of the social media platforms, uh, not as well as I am on YouTube, but what I love to do is talk to social workers about possibilities. Um, And I think when we talk about possibilities from the perspective of money and wealth and having abundance, we get the most bang for our buck. Because without the financial constraints, there's nothing we can't do. But so often those financial constraints exist either mentally or in a literal sense, right? Or we're, we're just not able to, to think outside of the proverbial box of what we've been taught to think more creatively and collaboratively. That's not to say we don't want to, uh, we just don't always know how to. So I see myself as a catalyst to really help People shape their mindsets to think in broader ways. And so, back to the conference, I feel like that's something that we're doing with the conference. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yes, I love that. So, what inspired this conference to come about? Like, what were you seeing in the social work field? And then where do you see us going? I mean, this conference is really just the first baby step in your bigger vision. So tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, I think, <laughs> like I said, I feel like the conference was was given or gifted to me. I wasn't necessarily thinking like, you know, I got to do something. Uh, But on um, in the last two years, I've I've just been taking courses and doing personal development and doing um, just being around people that are doing really significant things in the world. And so it's it's hard (laughs) to be around movers and shakers and not start to move and shake yourself. Um, And so, yeah, what I see though, or and what I've noticed is that so i'll say this when i started rich social worker and i started from a, a personal need because i was i was broke right i was broke and uh i was like this this is not correct uh <laughs> i have i have two degrees in social work one of them this was my inner conversation one of them is an ivy league degree how is it that it's not serving me like this something is wrong with this equation there are people that don't have my level of um, pedigree and, and expertise as a social worker that are, you know, running rings around me financially. What am I missing? I'm a social worker. I'm supposed to figure this out. So,
0: yeah, um, there are so many people nodding their head right now saying, this is me. This is me. So go ahead. Yeah. So I, I picked
1: up Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was the first book I picked up Um, The Science of Getting Rich. I picked up You Were Born Rich. I picked up The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, I picked up everything that had rich in it or money in it. And um, Rich Social Worker came out of that. And Catherine, it was the social workers that when they first heard it back when I started this, maybe a decade ago now, honestly, um, I think I've had the domain about that long. Um, social workers were like, rich social worker, why would you do that? Like that's just seems weird, that's off. I mean, it's
0: almost like it's unethical. Exactly, (laughs) yes, that was the
1: reaction. Then, now it's a different kettle of fish, baby. People are like, rich social worker, yes, sign me up. Let me see who's, what are you talking about? Money, show me the money. And it's so, so to me, it's just so fascinating to see in, in less than a decade, oh my God, I feel so old saying that, but it's true, in less than a decade, um, you know, the, the tables have really turned. I think some of it has to do with, you know, we've got a younger generation of social workers now. I think also a lot of it has to do with um, the pandemic has allowed social workers that may have really been committed to this poverty mindset, right, or lack mindset, and not maybe even necessarily intentionally. You know, the pandemic showed them like, oh, baby, no, like, you have to take care of yourself and finances, money, wealth, that's a part of it. Um, And I think, too, a lot of the older social workers have seen the economy shift, and they've seen their paychecks you know, not grow or diminish in relation to our inflation, and they're like, "Wait, hold on." You know, I've been doing like something is not right, and so it's just an interesting dynamic to see that that shift, right? Um, and so, where I see us going now as a profession, I was having this conversation with the founder of financial social work two weeks ago, Rita Wilson, and yes. we were both saying, "I was saying, you know, Rita." cause she's been in this game, man. She is the OG. She is the OG. She is the
0: mother, like literally the mother.
1: Absolutely. Like she founded, she created a sect of social work. She created the sect of social work, financial social work, created the certification. So if you ever see see CFSW certified financial social worker, she created that. Like that's her. She's amazing. Anyway, we were talking and I said, Rita, I think the profession has to change. She said it has to change. There's no way it can stay the same. We're not sure what it's going to look like. But right now, if you get a degree in social work, even a master's degree, um, you know, the, well, depending on the the area of the, the world you're living in, obviously. Um, but the jobs that have that title, Right. Even though we know social workers can do things outside of the social work title, but the jobs that have the social work title, um a lot of them are um your your case managers and your um your very kind of what I would consider maybe entry level positions, right? And you shouldn't there's no world in which you should have a master's in social work doing work that you could likely have done with your bachelor's, right? Or with a human services degree. Like that just doesn't make sense. So I think we were just a a little over 120 years into the profession of social work as a standardized profession. So still kind of young, but, and I'm not an, I'm not a a technocrat. I'm I'm not um, one of the people that would be designing what it looks like, right? To call yourself a social worker, you know, what that means. It is such a broad profession. So on one hand, it's great. On another hand, it, it poses some challenges when we think about restructuring, but we're gonna have to change. But it starts with the individual social worker. So I'm really the advocate for the individual social worker. Yes, the profession, but again, you can't have a profession without us individuals. So I'm for individual wellness, individual wealth, individual, um, and, and collective conversations about how we as social workers are experiencing the, the profession, our finances, our our wellness, right? That to me is is core before we talk about obviously the, the meso or the macro implications of how we as individuals um function,
0: see our roles,
1: um, and move.
0: I love that. And it's amazing the guests that you have coming, which include, you know, the mother of financial social work, Rita Wolfson. You have the founder of Stacy's Pita Chips, who is actually a social worker. And I love yep. those Pita Chips. Yep. Uh, I love them too much. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's just so many, so many amazing guests. How many social workers do you have like involved in the presentation I was looking at the website I'm like this just doesn't end, it doesn't sorry. end. sorry I'm gonna it's be there cra- yeah you
1: too you're there oh my god we're so excited to have you and you know especially for those who it's funny because I've, I've talked to a couple people and given them the inside peek of the schedule and I'm like Catherine's doing a masterclass on podcasting and they're always always like Ooh, oh I want to be there I want to do that the challenge is there's so many good breakouts happening at the same time. That's the challenge. But the good thing is for people that come, they'll get the recordings um, so you can <laughs> you can catch up. But you're asking how many social workers. I'm not sure how many social workers. I know we definitely have more social workers than non-social workers on panels and doing master classes and fireside chats. But one of the things that uh, we were clear to do with this conference is bring in, people outside of social work because it's not a I, I told people it's not it's it's less of a social work conference about wealth and more a wealth conference for social workers so we want social workers to expand their horizons we're not asking people to come in and fit into a social work box and talk about social work or talk about wealth creation for the social worker we're saying like hey social worker these are the opportunities that exist in the world in these different, we've got, we've got fintech founders. We've got um, uh, conscious capitalists. We've got all kinds of people that are going to be on the panel. So when you ask me how many, I'm not sure. I know we have, I know we have a little over 50 speakers and presenters all together. Five, it's zero amazing. Over, over two days. It's amazing. <laughs> Catherine, when I look at this, I'm like, who put this dope, schedule together. Oh,
0: me. <laughs> yeah. Look in that mirror. Look in that mirror. That is all you. That is amazing. And a team of people who have been helping yes, you. Absolutely. Um,
1: absolutely.
0: man, That's, that's just team. amazing. Hey, it's Catherine here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. We're going to take a quick break to listen to these ads from our sponsors. If you're planning to take the BBS law and ethics exam, the ASWB master's or clinical licensure exam, or if you're studying for the MFT exam, then you need a proven program that can help you understand the exam questions and pass with confidence. If this is you, I highly recommend the Therapist Development Center. I personally use TDC to pass my law and ethics and clinical exams, and found the program provided me with everything I needed to pass with confidence. TDC's program integrates various ways of learning in an organized fashion, containing all of the information you need to pass without the overwhelm. And now, bonus, TDC is also offering a library of continuing education courses that fulfill your license renewal requirements and will support you in your career development. If this sounds like something that you need, visit their website, therapistdevelopmentcenter.com and use the code SWRISE10 at checkout to receive 10% off any of their CE courses, including their brand new course, On the Edge of Life, An Introduction to Suicidality. You can also check out the link in the show notes. This idea of social work and wealth in the same sentence is very foreign to a lot of people and it's a new concept. So I'm wondering, have you seen any pushback from this? Have you like gotten any kind of um, people who aren't receptive to this concept while you're you know, marketing and, and pushing this brand new concept out there?
1: I have not. And, and that's because I actually don't think it's new anymore. Okay. I think, I think it's, I think it's familiar enough now to people that the buy-in is real. Um, even for people who haven't figured out how to invest yet. And I, what I mean by that is I remember when I started my journey and I would see programs for $500 or you know a $1000 or 250 and i would be like oh my god that's so expensive because i it, the concept was new to me about investing in myself or like you know spending money it's not even spending money it's investing money right for my growth and yet i had no problem paying $40,000 for one year of grad school right but i couldn't pay i couldn't figure out how to wrap my ha- head around $400 you know, for a conference like this, right? And this is, this conference isn't $400. It's $150 for general admission tickets. We've got some VIP tickets left for 375, but that with the VIP tickets comes like a, a box and actually some Stacey's, uh Stacey's brand uh, things in that box. We've got a commemorative magazine, like a physical magazine in there and um, some things from some of our sponsors in there as well. So that's, you know you can definitely see and feel some value there but you know there are people who are commenting who are saying like oh this looks so great I can't afford it and it's like is it that you can't afford it or you haven't figured out how to value this in a way that makes it so you can't afford to not find 150 dollars you know what I mean yeah um when we were, as a as a team, when we were coming up with the price for it, I will say some members of our team wanted to make it like, oh, let's make it $50 for students. And I was like, absolutely not. These students I see with hair and nails and makeup and whatever that may cost, you know, $350. And that's fine. But you can't tell me that you're going to spend that money on your aesthetic and you can't spend this money on something that's going to serve you so much longer and help you pay for that aesthetic if you really wanted to in the future, right? So uh, I haven't had any pushback, at least not that I know of. So if okay. you hear of any,
0: send them send them my way. Um- well, I don't talk to those kind of people. <laughs> I mean, if, if anybody says I'm in social work for the outcome and not the income, they are not listening to this podcast, right? Yeah. So- that's a bad word. I hear that less often
1: though. I really,
0: what do you think? I've heard it less often. And I've seen online where people call people out on this. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't sign up for social work to be a martyr. I didn't sign up to live in poverty my entire life. And, and the, you know, the NASW New York state, we're going to have a podcast with them too, about the study that they did on social work salaries. And they're doing a lot of advocacy around this work, too. But in their study, there was a big drop off of social workers after five years. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because because the wages just can't support like yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Right. If you're going to pay us low wages for us to experience vicarious trauma and burnout, we're leaving. We're not putting with exactly. this stuff. And
1: that goes back to what Rita and I were saying, like some the, the profession has changed. And I didn't actually know about the research. So thank you for letting me know because that would be amazing to kind of really look at. But um I'll send it I, okay. I think that, you know, I have a lot of compassion for those those people that that say we're not in it for the income or in it for the outcome because I used to be one of those people um mm-hmm. before I knew any better. And I know that it comes from a place of um, benevolence and service and doing well. What I also know after being in this work of you know shifting my mindset and my wealth consciousness, I also know that that does not serve us and that it's a program that also doesn't serve our, our audiences, our, our clients that we want to serve. So we've got to be willing and courageous enough to look at to look at it and say, you know, actually I know where this comes from, it comes from a good place. it's no longer serving us, so I have to be the one to start to, to shift my own experience with money and my comfort level with money. Um, if we do any cursory look at where social work started, it started from you know, wealthy socialite white women who did not need the money. So yeah, for them, they were in it for the outcome, not the income. That's, that's exactly right. But we're 120 years on. That's, that's no longer the case. And again, we're not saying that we're just here for the money. We're just saying, don't negate the money and don't make money the villain. Um, It's not, it is, it is a gift. And again, there's, there's so much work (laughs) that, that I've done around this so much work that I'd encourage others to do around this if if it's still not something that's comfortable for you. But again, if you think, I, I'll say this, the last big investment I made in a coaching program was $5,000. Um, and then I invested in another, some more other help for my business to the tune of, I think, $6,500 in one year. Now that's, Ten thousand five hundred dollars, right? That to me, ten years ago, no way, In, impossible. There's no way I would have thought that that was something that made sense. Today, because of the work that I've done on myself, I can say, "Oh, that was a great investment." I can yeah. see, I can, I can see the payoff from that, right? Yeah. And it's not to say that you start out and you don't have to start out investing ten thousand five hundred. you don't have to start there, but you definitely have to start investing in yourself. Even if it's, you know, investing in books or, you know, some subscription to a financial times that you're going to read or something like, I don't know, but yeah. You, you gotta see money as a tool and as a gift Yeah, um, because however you see it is, it's how it's going to show up in your life. And, and again, w- we are here uh, as social workers to to support others, so it's yeah got to happen. And,
0: and you mentioned a really key word in there, which was really instrumental in my mindset shift: is thinking of money as a tool. Mm-hmm. And people use this in different ways, right? If you are a bad person and you want to do bad, then you will do bad, right? And you'll be greedy and selfish. And growing up from a high poverty area, that was the narrative is like, oh, you know, people with money are just selfish. Mm -hmm. However, now that I've grown up and I can appreciate the tools and I've met a lot of people with money and they're extremely generous. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, man, I want to be generous. I want to give scholarships. I want to have a foundation. Exactly. I want to be able to start these businesses that change people's lives. And so money is really a tool to do with it what you want. And I'm on the same page as you, Eva. Like, I've invested, I mean, at least 10 grand into my businesses. Yeah. But it's because. I'm doing this for the long term, right? Yeah. Like in ten years, I'm expecting to make ten grand in a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's the the difference where when you ask for four hundred dollars for this conference or less than four hundred dollars, right? You're saying, hey, I'm going to teach you some life skills. Mm-hmm. You invest four hundred dollars, and you'll be able to make four hundred dollars in a week. Yeah. Right, like once you master these concepts, you're going to get that four hundred dollars back over and over and over again for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, it's really priceless. It's really priceless. And like I said, I'm I'm looking at the lineup for this conference, and I'm like, how are we going to top this next year? I don't know. (laughs) Even though we already have an amazing keynote for next year so far, but um, you know, Catherine, I'm with you on this. You know, in this for the long haul. I feel very honored and privileged to do this, this work and social work. Yes. But this work of kind of, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm a pioneer, but part of part of the early uh, movement for us as a profession to really get comfortable with the topic of money. And by the way, I'm still working on my money stuff, right? I I haven't made it, but what I, what I do have now that I didn't have before is a network of really like you said I have a network of wealthy people generous people my my the the dream for me is I want to start a an, I want to be an angel investor and I want to like just give money to social workers who are who who are startups or who have who have organizations and um not just venture an angel investor um but I want to or a venture capitalist even and just give money away, support these really great causes and help us create uh, communities and businesses that help more people. That's really what I want to
0: do. If this is is a new term, what is an angel investor?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So it's interesting. If you come to the Wealth conference, you will find out because we've got angel investors and venture capital funders there. Um, but they are people who are primarily um, your funders. So let's say if you have a business, now I don't know, Catherine, if you, I haven't had anyone invest in my business. Like I haven't had anybody say, "Hey, here's here's hundred thousand dollars. Go build rich social worker, or go do this conference." I haven't had that. Um, I haven't structured my business in that way and I I haven't asked for that. I haven't pitched anything, but you could create a a business that does. We've got on our FinTech panel, um, financial technology, that's FinTech for those that may not know. So on our FinTech panel, we've got, uh, they've all received venture capital funding or angel funding. And so that's from people who have money and they're looking for good causes To give their money to. And the way that it works is it helps that person with the business get some traction, get some money in their pockets to, you know, build their team or buy technology or do training, right? Get things off the ground. The idea is that as you grow and you, you earn money and you create an asset right through your business, your, your angel investor, um, some of them don't want any money back. Some of them, get a percentage of your profit back, right? Um, and yeah, so so that's how it works, right? It's a win-win for everyone, ideally. Um, not always, because I think statistically, I think eight out of 10 businesses fail that get venture uh, angel funding, but angels have so much money that they take those risks. Sure. <laughs> like, all right, I, I lost $10,000 here, but I invested over here. And and these other three businesses have you know allowed me to earn this amount of money. Plus, I feel really good because this business is supporting women in Africa. This business is helping underprivileged kids. This business is building technology to have clean water or whatever. Right. So yep. um, that's how that works. I'm actually I actually consult with an organization called Camelback Ventures, and uh, we have the CEO that's also going to be at the conference, and one of the coaches. Um, is going to be there too. And both of them, uh, well, one of them, Kwamina, he has a venture capital fund uh, for minority business owners. And the other one, um, Aaron Walker, who started Camelback Ventures, I think I may get this wrong, but something like Camelback Ventures maybe had like $100,000 their first year or something. And now I think they're operating on like a, a $4 million budget a year or something like that. And that money is, is donated in. Like he's a, he's a master at getting people nice. to give money and what they do. So I'm a startup coach for them. And my fellows that I'm assigned, right, they get $40,000 free and clear. And so that's what a venture capital fund can do. It can help support you financially with your business. The good thing about Camelback Ventures is that it doesn't just give you cash, but it gives you coaching. That's what I do. It also gives you like courses and the community and um, just connections. So I, there's just too many good things happening, too much good to, to talk about. But I, Again, this is a shameless plug. Come to the conference.
0: And, and the link for the conference is in the show notes. Uh, Eva, where can we find you and learn more about the conference?
1: So you can always find me at richsocialworker.com on YouTube. It's Rich Social Worker as well. Um, And I'm pretty responsive. I love connecting with with viewers and listeners. So please reach out. And the conference is socialworkwealthconference.com. It is a long one. Uh, Couldn't figure out how to shorten it. So just got to type it out. Uh, but and on Instagram, it's con. Yeah, so we've got that going,
0: but yeah, awesome. And that is coming up this month, so it's October 19th awesome. to 20th. This is going to have the most bang for your buck. So if Absolutely. you just have like $175 bird in your pocket, this yeah. is going to have the highest concentration of people who are change makers, trendsetters, leaders in Mm -hmm. the social work and financial industry. So if you are interested, Mm -hmm. that's all it is. Like if you're just interested in learning about this in learning about how to get your money right, the basics about finances that you need to know, then you need to be in this room. And I want you to take out your phone right now and text this podcast episode to your homie, to your colleague, to your coworker, to your friends. I want you to share this with them because we are not about gatekeeping of information around here. We are definitely about sharing the wealth. Thank you so much, Eva. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Catherine. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe and text this episode to a friend. If you want more, there are a few ways we can get to know each other and work together. First, definitely subscribe to the Friday resource email list. The link is in the show notes. And that's where you can learn more about the courses I offer, including Clinical Essentials, For the future therapist and the pulse basics for medical social workers i'll also be sending out occasional tips and resources and other happenings within the social work industry and for all your clinical supervision needs be sure to visit risedirectory.com this is a national directory of clinical supervisors for social workers and we also provide free resources that you can use within your own clinical supervision. Lastly, if you have more individualized needs, I do offer coaching, individual consultations, and am available for public speaking engagements for social workers and change makers. Lastly, the boring legal stuff, but very important. The information in this podcast is not meant to be a supplement for therapy, professional advice, or clinical supervision. This content is provided as is solely for informational purposes. It is not legal, health, or safety advice. I am not advising you as a therapist. Organizations should engage their own experts to ensure any adoptive measures are compliant with applicable laws and standards in their jurisdictions. The opinions expressed by individuals or organizations are their own and do not reflect the views or opinions of Social Workers Rise or Catherine Moore. References to specific products or organizations do not constitute any endorsement or recommendations by Social Workers Rise.